Hey everybody and welcome to episode 14 of Bucks UK TV. If you're in the UK, it's bonfire night. Um, so apologies for any whizzes or bangs uh, going off in the background. Um, clearly there will be more fireworks going off in my back garden uh, than there were in New York last weekend. Uh, but we can come on to talk about that because, you know, a win's a win. Um, I am joined today by our usual hosts, Pete and David. Hi. Hi everyone. And a new host bravely steps forward, Mariana. You are the new Dom. Welcome. Hi. I, I don't have a sign to to share. I'm afraid. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. For those of you that haven't been on the forum and don't know where you are, a regular contributor, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into bucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess, like a lot of us, I kind of started watching American football in the days of sort of Saturday morning, Channel 4, Transworld Sport, all that sort of thing. Didn't really have a team that I followed at the time. Uh, was lucky enough with my sort of work in IT. Uh, worked out in Tampa for a couple of years, uh, 2008, 2009. Uh, and through my job, got to got to go to a, a few Bucks games. First game was, uh, was actually uh, Tampa against Green Bay, which we, uh, which we won. Uh, I went back and checked that score. We won that 21 to 30 with uh, Brian Greasy at quarterback at the time. So, uh, yeah. And then when I came back to the UK, settled back in the UK, I, I joined the uh, Bucks UK in 2015. And, you know, it's been great ever since. Been lucky enough to, to be out in Tampa with the club as well, uh, go to a few games with them, you know, go and... Uh, to the stadium with the guys as well. Uh, massive fancy fan, as as we won't discuss because uh, <laughs> I may have got beaten at the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, and love being in all the competitions and just being part of the club. So it's good to. Brilliant, good to brilliant. Be but we have to fess up and be completely honest. <laughs> there is an ulterior motive, isn't there, for getting you on this week? Well, we'd like to say it's just for the, the gender equality, but no, it is just so that I can gloat over my partner, who is, to be fair, he is also a, f a member of the fan club, but it's uh, his main team or his uh, his number one team is the Giants. So, yeah, I'm here to lord it over him. <laughs> Absolutely. So then we will move on and um, let the torture of Mariana's partner begin. we talk about the giants we have the usual piece of groveling that we need to do please like please give us a thumbs up press subscribe press the bell um all the other things that the cool kids ask you to do on youtube pete you were reminding me uh, we've just reached a little milestone haven't we yeah we just got 200 subscribers which is which is really good that is amazing thank you i mean thank you all so much we are truly humbled um you know we expected there to be four viewers to be honest um so uh, anything above that's a bit of a bonus so we will come on to talk about the uh, the giants game mariana will let you have first blood um you we normally start talking about the uh, the offense 
Um, and, you know, it's over to you, really. How did you think the offence performed? Um, I thought they were maybe a little bit slow to, to get started. Um, but on the whole, um, I think I think we'll all say that Brady really is the difference. And, and I think that's that was the standout for me, that, that Brady made the difference in, in this game. Um, looking at the stats on the game, to be honest, they were quite close between the two teams in terms of yardage. But, you know, it's just Brady being sensible, reading the field, making making the good passes. So Yeah, making the good passes and not making the bad passes, which when we come and talk about the D, uh, I'm sure we'll pick up Pete. Um, I remember you being quite excited on the forum at silly o'clock in the morning. How do yeah. you think your friends did? I think yeah, we did get really, we did start off really slow. I think we um, overall played pretty well. It it was a weird one with Mickens sort of becoming the unknown main receiver, whereas Evans, you know, it was so used to him being double teamed and stuff. It it all went a bit missing on the offense with with Bray and Gronk. I think that's a really fair point actually. I mean, I was really surprised to see Mickens out there starting. I watched a bit of the, um, <clears throat> the 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 press conferences, and obviously Aaron's explained it's because Mickens was in the the, the slot position, so he was basically subbing in for Godwin, which I think you can understand makes sense in the sort of let's keep going with what we're doing and everyone play where we're playing, but you kind of feel like you want your best players out there, don't you? Definitely, and yeah. I, I understand some people saying that he's um, you know he's the unknown, so they didn't have much tape on him, they didn't really know much about him, so they couldn't have schemed him, but. I feel they schemed us really well. They sort of knew with that Scotty run, he was all over him. And every time they kept going for deep for Scotty, didn't they? You know, it was just yeah. He was there was just no room there. They knew it was coming. It seemed that they had watched the film better than we had watched the film, really. And I guess that's going to be the issue here on in. There's there's half a season now. We're halfway through, six and two. Uh, we're halfway six through, and, and um, you know everyone's got tape on us now. I'm really hoping they're gonna they're gonna open up the second half of the playbook. Um, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? David, how do you how do you think it went? Yeah, well, I think the offense has been quite strange all season. I think every week we've not known what to expect and who's going to make the big plays. You know, we started off early with Godwin and that there as receivers getting the ball. Then all of a sudden it was the likes of Rojo, Vaughan, and McCoy, and it's getting in short and taking the short passes. Then Gronk and the tight ends opened up. And I think every week you don't actually know what our offence is going to be at the moment. It seems to change every week. Um, so who knows what we've got dialed up for next week. It's going to be quite interesting. I guess uh, some of that can be some of that could be who who the, the, the defence is trying to key in on, you know, they're they're gonna double Mikey, but you're right, it could just be maybe who the hot hand is. Yeah, and uh, I think the quick to change, I mean, Rojo, he had one fumble when he was out of the game for a long period. Um, got to feel sorry for the guy. We want to keep pushing forward with him because um, I'm sure he's got it in there. But, uh, I mean, how many times did we just go back to old Bucks running game straight up the gut for one or two yards? Um, it was pretty desperate. I think, was it something crazy, like nine or ten times, if not more? First down, we ran straight up the gut for next to nothing. Um, and that just makes it tough on second and third down. And, you know, I didn't really understand why we kept pursuing that. All right, it, it may open up the field further down, but then we didn't really make the most of that either, did we? Yeah, I think I our O-line's actually... Yeah. Our O-line's designed 
for, for, for passing. So I don't know why we were running as much as we were. That's a, that's a good point, though. The O-line was solid again. There were no penalties on the O-line again. Uh, they did let a couple of sacks through. But on the whole, they're giving Brady that time to scan the field. As you say, they're not really set up for necessarily the run. They're set up to give Brady time to, to scan the field and to, to make the passes. And in the second half, it really showed because he just had the time and he found those a lot of the sort of seam routes he was finding. I think that's absolutely right. Both, both the sacks, I think, were probably coverage sacks. They showed them on the replay, didn't they? No one was open. And yeah, he's exactly. not, Brady's not going to burst out of the pocket and start scrambling, nor do really any of us want him to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah, well, that but... was the difference in the game at the end of it. Mm. Um, yeah. Brady didn't throw interceptions, and Jones did when he shouldn't have. He's, you know, if Jones had done just the same as Brady and either taken the hits or thrown the ball out, it would have been a different game. Yeah, Brady really protects the ball. If he knows he's going down, he protects the ball. He doesn't do anything silly, which is a massive difference for us. Again, if Phil was here, I'm sure that he would have said about the sort of the confidence and the winning mentality. You know, we've had another game where we've started slow and we've gone down, but no one's panicked. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? I mean, Mariana, uh, maybe we've talked enough about Brady. Let's come on and talk a little bit about the running game. Um, David said about Rojo being in the doghouse, but we, we didn't. But we didn't really see anyone. Anyone else did we? I mean, the running game was just. I, we didn't, as as David said, we we were running everything up the gut, and it seemed to be that when we had success, was when we went to the outsides. So mm-hmm. we had a few sort of longer runs when Fanet went to the outside. Um, as you say, we seem to go with the hot hand now. Fanet seemed to be maybe marginally better than Rojo. He did come back in. He had an almost identical like catch on his knees in in very early in the second yeah. half, which I kind of watched with bated breath after the first fumble. But he he caught it. But it was just I feel like it was just Fournette had the hot hand as such. So I think maybe Ehring probably gets a pass then in terms of claiming to be sort of you know, riding whoever's in form. I mean, and, and that, that fumble, it was like a reception, wasn't it? So he sort of caught it, turned for a nanosecond, uh, and, yeah, and then the ball came out. I don't really think we can, we can blame him for that, can we? It was certainly an awkward catch. It was, it was, he was down on his knees, kind of bounced a bit. Mm. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much blame on him, although... We have said before, I think, in in other episodes that Rojo probably hasn't got the, you know, the the best sort of catching mm-hmm. ability. Um, would you would you rather have Fournette for that maybe as well? I think it's a really good it's a really good thing. So maybe let's do a quick straw poll around the around the four of us. Who who should be starting next week against the Saints? Is it Fournette or Rojo, David? Rojo for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got to keep pushing with him. Oh, see, I really, I, I really don't know because Rojo's had two, two sort of drop saves now, hasn't he? That have sort of cost us. So I don't know whether he's lacking in confidence. So whether the the holding, putting him on the bench, holding him on the bench for the game is the right call, and whether it's going to help him or whether we should throw him straight back in, and hopefully try and build that confidence and show that okay, he had a bad. You've had a couple of bad moments, but we're still going to keep the confidence in you. But I do like Fournette. I always think he's a bit, sort of, seems a bit more stronger. 
Okay, so that's one all then, Mariana. I I'm leaning towards Fournette. I think I you know it's 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 kind of he's not been in the league actually that long. He's only been in the league a few years really, and he came out as a very high pick. He's very talented. He and you know Rojo has had a few years with us now and. Yeah, I'd, I'd lean towards Fournette. I think he'd be my man to start with. Oh, well, I, well this is going to be tricky because I'm going to go with Rojo, so it's going to be 2 all. <laughs> For me, I think Rojo's got the breakaway speed. There are a couple, a couple of times now where Fournette's, you know, bust through the first level, taken it to the second level, and then was looking for a defender to hit because he knew he wasn't going to take it to the house. I think if Rojo can get there, he's still got the speed. He hasn't quite got the tread on the tyres, the wear the wear that um, Fournette probably has. I think Fournette's great in the second half when he comes in and we're going to try and pound it out a little bit more. I heard somebody saying about um, that it's our O-line's coordination. They're, they're not choreographed for the run yet. So maybe... As, as that develops, we might see some better, you know, opening up for the for the run. Because we've seen that with everything else. As you think of the Saints, the first game against the Saints and the games after that, the penalties and and the interception stuff. The the offense going forward that way, they seem to have um, you know really gelled together and found a bit of form. Whereas uh, maybe with the with Hague and and bringing in people on the O line, maybe that's just they're not really in the in the best sync yet. And maybe Mariana, just to close out, Leo, we'll come back to you, but maybe through through you as a proxy to your partner, kind of, obviously, uh, to, to get the sort of you know, the, the enemy's perspective on things, how do you think they, he thought it went? It was it was very much uh, the, the game of quarterbacks. You know, I think uh, he would have paid a lot of money to have Brady on his side and not have a guy that, that threw two very costly interceptions. Um you know, I, I don't think that he was that afraid of our run game <laughs> from from what I could tell. Um, and, and to be fair, what you started with was that no one panicked. And, and I think um, coming from his perspective, certainly, I think there was always the, the thought that, yeah, Brady can bring this back for you guys. Well, let's move on to look at the other side of the ball, then onto the D. Uh, maybe Pete, if we start with you, just your sort of overall take on, you know, how, how you thought the D fared. I think our secondary is still a, a problem. They seem to really go missing for sections of the game. Yes, we got the two interceptions, but it's almost like they're they're looking for that too much and not really concentrating on the bloke that's running past them at times. I think we got really lucky that Jones didn't you know, throw some dimes out there because otherwise would have been a loss all day long. I don't know whether this swapping of Dean and and Bunting, you know, we sort of seem quite unsettled as to what are what are corners and that, who who are the main corners. Apart from Dave, Davis, it seems to swap and change quite a lot. I think our run stop's still good. Yeah, it's always going to be good. <laughs> and I think um, you know, McLendon is doing. He's doing a great job at filling Beater's shoes with Brocho, you know, coming in as well. But defence against the run, particularly in the first half, was not as good as it has been. They were clearly getting through the the D line, getting into the secondary, and actually, Levante David had probably the most non-existent game he's had for a long time, mm-hmm. and White even got beat so many times. Our tag team was pretty poor on the first half, I thought, in particular, um, and they were making far more yards than we normally expect them to do. 
Um, and I think agree with everything you've said on the secondary. They're very hit and miss. Um, they make some absolutely stellar plays and, you know, win us games with interceptions. But like I say, if we were up against a, a better quarterback and it makes you worry a little bit for the week coming up, that um, we could have got burned three or four times quite easily there and could have been a very different game. Yeah, we've got a tough run of quarterbacks coming up, not just next week, but you know, we've got the Mahomey guy as well to uh, try and try and get find a way past. Mariana, there's a bit of doom and gloom there from David. Is there any um, flip side to that? I, I think there definitely is. I think uh, I, I think we all said it on the forum quite often, actually. You know, in in the chat thread that that was mm. going on 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 the evening. You know, for the for the crazy ones of us that were still up. Um, you know, they. They were throwing the ball so quick. They were getting it out of Daniel Jones's hands so quick, and and I, th- I think they the the commentators pointed out a statistic that we put pressure on sort of something like forty one percent of pass plays, you know, and and you could see they were just getting the ball out quick and and over the top of our pressure. So in in some respects, they played that really well and got away from that that pressure. However, it was also that pressure that led to the sacks. Or the, you know, the interceptions. So I'm kind of in two minds. You know, I'm kind of going, well, we need to, you know, not pressure quite so much and and actually, you know, maybe cover a bit more sort of zone and and not be constantly getting at the quarterback. But then that pressure got the really forced the two errors that, that forced those turnovers. So I think, you know, maybe... Well, that's why I'm not the coach, I guess, because the, the pressure worked at the end of the day and, and mm. got those those interceptions. And it was the two turnovers. Two turnovers turned into 10 points for us. That that felt like the difference in this game. Yeah, absolutely. From that side of the ball, and you're right, though, you, we, we're not the coaches. We're just the crazy people that stay up until <laughs> five o'clock in the morning watching the game. And, and it's going to be the same again next week, by the way. Within, we do love a Sunday night game after a Monday night one. How many sort of long third downs did we let go as well? Oh, particularly on the last drive as well. Well, I know. On that last drive, I know this will infuriate um, Ian, who, you know, says the referees don't play the game, the players do. But the last couple of drives, they look like some seriously bad spots on those balls. Fournette, I think, got a first down that wasn't awarded. Yeah. And there were two, I think, one third down, one fourth down on that final drive by the Giants that did not look like first downs to me. Jones did not get in. He did not make first down, Jones. He did that big run. There's no way he made the final. I don't understand why we didn't throw a challenge on that. They came good at the end with a call on the two point. <clears throat> yeah, Absolutely. <definitely>. Do you think? <laughs> oh, I think, I think if I was a Giants fan, there. I'd be really aggrieved. <laughs> Let's go to the Worthy household to test that theory. <laughs> well, How did that yeah. last play go down? The, the last play went down pretty much as, as we would expect, yeah. Uh, in, in my household, it, it got very quiet at that point and, and the, 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 the feed was turned off. But, you know, all credit to, to Winfield. He's, he's been superb for us this year, I think. And he, he just he got across and he, he made the play. Now, to be fair, again, just harking back to, to sort of better quarterbacks, if Daniel Jones lets that go a second or two earlier we're maybe talking about overtime and we're talking about having stayed up until 6am, but you know, I all credit to Winfield. I've, I've loved some of the plays that he's made this, this year and, yeah, and he's made a, you know, an absolute game winner there. I think that's a hundred percent spot on. He is so quick. 
you, you know, <clears throat> when you're watching red zone, that sort of play where it's sort of into the end zone and then a flare out to the, the post, you see it all the time. And it's almost like a sort of automatic, you know, it's just uncoverable. It's like the opposite yeah, of a slant. Yeah, it's a gimme. <clears throat> and, and the fact that he just got there in time, he read it, he saw it, he got there from where he was. He wasn't the closest player. Not by a long shot. He was quite mm. away to, as you say, the speed on him. He just he's 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 got a real eye for for getting to the ball. So, mm. you know, all all credit to him. I also thought um, JPP for all his uh, pre-game words. He actually did make a few key stops as well. Stopped a, a shepherd um, like pass uh, where he kind of really took his legs out where he might have gone quite some distance, and and he also stopped a Jones run. So. You know, as much as he, he put some words out there, he did kind of stand up to them. So I was quite pleased with a few things on the day, to be honest. And Barrett was the one that got some pressure out there. You know, he's not that made that many sacks this year, um, but he has caused a lot of trouble in the backfield. Yeah, I saw a stat that said something about he, basically in nearly every game, he's always within three yards of the, of the QB anyway. So he, he might not get the sack, but he's always just within that step from getting to him before the ball was out. So he's there, he's putting the pressure on, he's just not getting the sacks this year. Which is I think Mariana, you said it, he was instrumental in both of those interceptions, I think, wasn't he? I mean, he was on top of, of Jones as Jones was throwing, certainly on the first one. I know that was definitely Shaq on, on him on that first one. And and mm. Jones just tried to throw it out with, you know, with Shaq Barrett draped all over him and it's just not going to happen. So, you know, yeah, he's he's been superb. I think sometimes the stats, you know, yeah, he had those highlight year last year with all the sacks, but sometimes those, you know, it's that pressure. And as you say, it's a hidden stat. You don't see it. So let's come on to our final third of the game, the one that everyone thinks I'm harshest on, special teams. Um, I, I will remain, I'm, I'm Switzerland for this, so <laughs> I'm going to try and be as fair as we possibly can. Mariana, maybe we start with you. Special teams. I mean... I think we, we have to start with Suckup, who, who, like, every time he kicks the ball, you have a slight heart attack as it looks like it's drifting, and then it just seems to curve magically in. The the guy's just been superb so far. Um, but, you know, I like I like having that heart attack moment because I feel more like a Bucks fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the weirdest trajectory on those kicks, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> NFC play with the South. Player of the week, yeah. NFC mm. player of the week is one, so shows that he's doing something right. 88%, isn't he? It's actually interesting that we took the kick at the end on that fourth down, where we had the option of, of going on that fourth down. And and Brady kind of looked a little bit upset, almost like, you know, I can make this. But I think at the end of the day, you know, we've got someone that's now kicking field goals well and, and you know, reliably. And in that situation, that made the difference. It was you fourth know. and two, I think, I think, wasn't it? Something like that. And, you know, no risk it, no biscuit, Brucey Arians. Yeah, let's kick it. Yeah, it was the right call, though. Definitely the right call. Yeah. Apart from the kicking, I thought everything was pretty average special teams. Um, I mean, the punting wasn't great, was it? I mean, they didn't have anybody left back. Yeah, we didn't make any massive punts. Um, and we had a few returns, and yeah, overall, I think apart from the kicking, it was another great game. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I, I must have, I didn't really understand that. I thought, first of all, we'd caught them on the hop and they didn't have a pump returner out there, but it seems that was just every down, and um, 
Hey, you know, we don't need a punch channel back. It's the Bucks. Oh, I haven't been neutral. I failed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did return one for mm. Dion Lewis ran it back, I think, which, as you say, it's like it was kind of a bit of a weird one having him back there. He's not normally their, their mm. sort of punt returner and he ran it back for about 30, 40 yards. I'm hoping that, um, you know, the signing of, of Antonio Brown's going to give us that punt return, kick return that we've all been hoping for. Oh, that's interesting. I've just been thinking of him entirely in, in Godwin's role, but you're right. Actually, as a returner, he could be quite dynamic. Yeah, I'm hoping that his, his speed and his ability, because he can cut really well, so... Hopefully he brings a bit of vision and a bit of something different. Maybe we'll well, now a... Mickens is our number one receiver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to tire him out as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so Brown, he's been practising. So we're recording this on Wednesday. And he said today was his first day at training. Yeah, he, wasn't, he didn't actually practise, did he? He just stood on the side and yeah. stretched and smiled and waved to the cameras. Well, that's, that's training when you're that old, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it begs the question, isn't it? Again, straw poll of you. If you if you're Arians, are you putting him in the ball game, Pete? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They've there's no tape on of him in our in our team. So what are the Saints going to do? They don't know what they don't they see him and they see Mike the other side. Who are you going to double team? Both of them, and you throw to Gronk in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> Mariana. I'm divided on on the guy's character. I think I've had that discussion again on the forums. We've, you know, we discussed that. But do I put him in the game? Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he as as he just said. You know, who are you going to cover? Uh, I probably won't put him in straight away, but they they'll have some plays ready for him to. He'll he'll play some snaps. That's definitely. a good point in terms of the playbook. He's clearly not going to have everything down. But like I say, if you could just script five plays with him in and just rotate them. Yeah, that would yeah. <laughs> <That'll> do. <laughs> so, David, you think Brown's in, do you? Uh, yeah, I think so, just for that threat. But as I say, I think he'd be limited too. I mean, using him for returns is an interesting opportunity. So, last thing we have our, our magic wand moment. You are Bruce Aarons. You're the coach. You can try and fix one thing um, for the week ahead. Uh, maybe, Mariana, we'll start with you. Where are you going to work your magic? Um, I think, oh, it's it's a tough one. I think uh, I think I'll probably go just on the D and just, you know, uh, again, I think we've we've sort of discussed it in previous shows, but just hiding some of the pressures, being you know, just dialing stuff up slightly differently, and and just not leaving those those corners sort of on islands where they're where they're getting burnt. So I think that's probably where I'd use my my magic wand. Very good usage. David. I want an extra three yards out of Shaq Barrett and get to Breeze early. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're gonna sort of time shift Shaq Barrett forward three <laughs> yards. Oh nice, that's nice. And Pete? It's gotta be secondary. I just want him to to stop, you know, watching the quarterback and concentrate on on the man next to them and uh, uh, you know not get burnt not get not get lost you've heard it from us the pundits but what do you the members think so first of all we have peter thomas um i don't know what he did outside tampa stadium to attract that police attention but um i'm hoping he's okay now uh this was not an easy game to watch 
but a win is a win. Very big game next against the Saints. Could we be in the Super Bowl in our home stadium? Nick Mortz, was it pretty? No. Did we win? Yes. You can't have a great game every week and good teams win when having a bad day against struggling teams. Very true. We got a win and came back without any significant injuries. Another good point. That's all that matters. Onwards to the Saints. Alastair Cook, a game we would have lost before. Brady stayed turnover free. The lack of pass rush is alarming. Uh, Arians' trust in Ron Jones is failing. It's a sign of a great team when you can win whilst playing badly. Scott Hanley, that was a surprisingly close contest between, on the night, two evenly matched teams. The difference was Tom Brady. I love the NFL. There are no gimmies. Yep, exactly what you were saying, Pete. On the road, sometimes you've just got to get it over the line and get the hell out of there. We win, and now for the crunch game next week, which is way too close to call. And um, you've all been saying it, but the truth from Dom, Mike Evans is in danger of replacing Jaden Rickens as our number one receiver. <laughs> I don't think any of us would have seen that coming at the beginning of the year. So once again, we uh, offer our thanks to Bucks Report for their help in promoting the podcast. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Neil Ferguson, who's donated us a massive stack of the uh, Buccaneers magazine. If any of you remember back in the day before the internet, when we all had to look at CFAX for results, um, if you wanted to read about the Bucks, you had to subscribe to their magazine, which didn't reach you till Friday or Saturday uh, before the next game. But he's, uh, he's got a big old stack of them and he's given them to us. And so as part of our weekly competition prizes, we'll be throwing in a, a Randoms Buck magazine from yesteryear, which um, I think you'll, you'll all really enjoy. Uh, and now on to this week's Wheel of Names competition. Adam McTaggart, you superstar, has donated a signed shirt by tight end, former tight end Dave Moore. Um, and I think this one is very keenly contested, as you can see by the number of names on our Wheel of Names. Um, uh, I, I'm going to need you guys to act as witnesses now, so I'm, uh, there really is no wrongdoing. Who will be our winner? <clears throat> this is a cracking prize. Oh, Graham Beveridge. Uh -huh, so close. <laughs> Graham, you've now got some friends, and even worse, you've got some enemies. That's a great price. Yeah, it's unreal. You were close, Pete, weren't you? I was one away. Okay, so uh, well done to you. Your prize will be winging its way to you shortly. And thank you all once again for the members who've been donating prizes. It's been fantastic. Uh, we want to keep the competitions going. Um, and you'll notice the cold nights are drawing in. Um, so a Bucks UK beanie could be yours um, this time next week. Um, and we're going to be throwing in with that the as yet unreleased Bucks UK 2021 patch. So if you want to get yourself a 2021 patch, um, now's your chance to get there ahead of everybody else. Um, they will only be for members. We can't sell them. You'll only get them for renewing next year, but you can get an extra one and you can get one now. Uh, for entering the competition.
So now we look ahead to, I think, what is already in this season, probably our biggest grudge match. Um, this one is going to be the one that probably helps decide who has to struggle through on a wild card and who might get the uh, the nod into the playoffs of the division champions. It's the Saints. Luckily, now they're coming to us. Um, it feels like we've been quite good at home so far, undefeated. Um, we'll talk about what we think the keys to the game are, players to look out for. David, do you want to start us off? Who do you think is going to be the difference maker this time around? Well, the big thing is stopping Kamara. Um, you know, if we can keep on top of him, the trouble is we're, we're a little bit soft in that little gap, aren't we, just behind the linebackers. And, you know, if we allow him to get into that space, then we could be in trouble. So I think it's all about, you know, whether we spy him or someone, we, we keep tight on him and get into Breeze. I mean, hopefully Breeze hasn't had a big arm this season so far. I hope it doesn't suddenly show up in Tampa. Um yeah, I mean, I've been a, I'm a massive fan of Kamara, although I love kind of love to hate him sort of way. And a lot of the stuff where he's been getting the ball has been behind the line of scrimmage or close to the line of scrimmage. And I think if that's what the Saints try, then I think Smith and David are going to bash him senseless. But you're right. If he can get behind the linebackers, then I think we've already shown in the last few games that our linebackers like going forwards, not backwards. Yeah, if uh, we've got the choice, do we play soft, which always seems to let us down, and we seem to give the receivers far too much space, um, or we really go for it and shut them down early? But I'd say if we let Kamara get behind, he could really do some damage. Pete, so, do you think we can contain Kamara? Yeah, I think so. Like like David said, I think we'll be really up for this game. So I think White and, and David, people like that, will be really trying to con you know contain and and fill that gap. We we should we should have good scheme against the Saints, I think. And the main thing is we shouldn't have I we progressed so well over the season of not getting so many penalties. You think of what the first game was, we we threw away so much yardage just in penalties that now we're stopping that and we haven't had as many turnovers that that should be a big key to keeping us in this game. Yeah, that's a really good point. And the Bucks that the Saints played in week one is not the Bucks that we are now, we hope, and not the Bucks that will be on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's still difficult because our secondary is so hit and miss that that could be what lets us down. But I, I think when it comes to Kamara, we, we should be able to control him. So, David, it's all about Kamara. Pete, you want to see the flags go away. Mariana, what do you think the key to the game might be? I mean... I've got some notes written down on here. Um, Rattle away, go for they, it. Those, t those are the two notes. <laughs> there, Alvin <laughs> Kamara and no penalties. <laughs> it's think, easy then. <laughs> I think that's, uh, yeah, I think we've got it figured out. I think we, we should really obviously get that coaching job because, you know, as you say, shutting down Kamara. <laughs> but not just, he's got an ability to run and he's got an ability to catch out the backfield and he's dangerous in both. I mean, he... he Obviously, again, my thing's fantasy, and he's one of those that scores big in fantasy week in, week out. He, you know, he's always scoring touchdowns, but he, he makes a lot of yards catching as well as running. He's just dangerous. Um, but it's and... really interesting. We're talking about a Saints <laughs> team with Drew Bees, and we're focusing on the running back. Um, yeah. You know, and as you said, David, maybe Drew's lost a little in his arm, but he's still got some receivers. So we're not quite sure. We think Sanders might be back. We're not quite sure about Michael Thomas, but on any given day, you know, and also Jared Cook should not be 
um, overestimated as well. That's that's a pretty, you know, I think that actually rivals, you know, Evans, Godwin and Gronk or Bray or whoever you want to put on any given day. That's a cracking lineup. Um, yeah, definitely. Their mystery man, Tyson Hill as well. He got a yeah. lot of ball time last <clears throat> weekend. He does. And, and I think there was, when we played in week one, there was that trick play, wasn't it? Where um, yeah. they, they went deep. It does feel like they're bringing him in more often, you know, sort of getting him ready to, to maybe come in and potentially take over, I don't know. But he's he's definitely playing a, a lot more and, and he's he's always a risk because he's got the legs that Drew Brees doesn't have. Exactly. So he's got that ability to, to sort of run from that quarterback position. That is the problem with our blitz package. If he comes in, we blitz so heavy that we sort of leave a gap that he doesn't have to pass the ball off to run. He's received the ball and then he just runs forward straight away from it. And he's just, he's just that, they call him the Swiss Army, don't they? Because he's just, he does so, so much roping. He can just pull it out. The other thing I think we mentioned is, so, you know, we're focusing on the receivers. We talked about Kamara. I, I kind of want to talk about Latavius Murray. I think he is underrated. I think a bit like we've got Rojo and Fournette, Murray is that change of pace back that comes in, spells Kamara, but can still do damage. And he, you know, I think running up the gut, that's that's what he'll be doing. Hopefully our, our D can stop that. I mean, that's where, as we've said, we've been quite strong, you know, against the run. We've not given up. Well, I think this Giants game was the first time we've given up more than 100 yards in quite a while. And it was only 101 yards, let's be honest. It, was, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was a bit of a creep over 100 yards. Um, but, you know, I, th- I, I feel like, Latavius Murray, yeah, he's he's he is that sort of change of pace back, but uh, I don't have the fear of Murray that I have when when you talk about Kamara. He's a different level of talent. So, David, you chose Kamara this time round. So, who's the who's the buck that's going to be the key to the game? Mike Evans. Yeah, he says he's back to a hundred percent now, um, and he's started to make some plays. Got another touchdown. Well, He's got seven touchdowns without really sort of noticing him this season, hasn't he? So um, I think it's time to actually not just get in there for the sort of the one yard and short touchdowns, but he's going to make some big plays this week. I think everyone's spying on Scotty Miller now. And so this is going to be sort of a, a bit of a sort of a, a breakout, if you can say that for Mike Evans this week. And if we, Antonio Brown does get on the field and we're still not sure if Godwin's 50-50, if that, if that's a lie or he really does have a chance of playing. That could be really crowded out there. And that, that suits Mike, I think, doesn't it, if it's crowded? Yeah, definitely. What I love is the matchup of um, Evans and his Saints player that he's always got the beef with. Mar- um, Marshall Lattimore. Yeah, that's it, Marshall Lattimore. I think Another player I'm, I love to hate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that they have a great matchup and we absolutely exploit him. That's what I, I love seeing. Lattimore and the Saints secondary seem to be having a little bit of a few wobbles this year. Um, a bit like our guys. They're blowing really hot and then really cold. But especially if, we've got Brown, if we have got Brown out there. If we can, can burn them with some, with some deep balls and stuff. Because Brady has shown that he can, he's got the arm still and he can still do it. Yeah, so, the strength yeah. and the accuracy, as we've seen. Yeah, um, Mariana then so who's your sort of buccaneer key to the game um I think uh I think I'll go with the with the with the D line I think yeah. uh yeah I think they're gonna get into 
get into Breeze. I think they're not going to give him a lot of time to, to get to, to those outside receivers. He's, uh, as you say, they're... I don't know. I, I just, I feel like, like our D puts so much pressure on that that we can we can just get to Breeze and we can stop him getting to those big receivers. So, you know, then it becomes like how much can Kamara then be relied on to, to sort of just be getting shorter yardage, which is more his sort of game. You need to get some of those big chunk plays and I think we can we can get into Breeze before he's got time to to throw him. He's not quite as mobile as say Daniel Jones was at the weekend. Even you know he's not going to get the ball out quite as quick. So I think I think our D line will will pressure Breeze. I think we might get a few more sacks. Um, yeah, that's a good call because he's not that mobile, and uh, all of it I think depends <laughs> in. There's a lot of scheming going on because you know <clears throat> the Bucks are playing most of their most of their stuff in in nickel. They're not coming out in the four three that much. The Saints we know they like to have lots of people spread out wide. Although that wide player could just as easily be a quarterback or a running back. So there's some, going to be some real mismatches going around that with some wily veteran quarterbacks, hopefully able to see them. And we just kind of hope that Brady's season take exploits more than Breeze does. I think for me, um, my biggest key to the game is probably going to be uh, Jamal Dean. I think we've, we've talked about him a little bit already. I think he's had some fantastic moments this year and he's had some moments he probably wished he could play over again. And I think... Um, from what I've seen of Brady, he can get the ball where he needs to get the ball to. It's not going to be deep and it will be in the air for longer than it probably used to be. And that to me, if we can get a step on the receivers, there could easily be a, quite a few interceptions, I think. And that will cause a bit like Rogers, I think. If we can start to frustrate Drew Brees, then I think that that's the key to, to actually winning. Um, so unfortunately... Dean, I've put it all on your shoulders. Don't worry about the rest of the second. It's all about you. Um, we need you to, to pull it out of the bag for us. Okay, so then the last thing we have to do then is, is our crystal ball moment of what the score is going to be. David, I'll come to you first. You know, we're at home, no pressure. Undefeated at home, remember that. What's the score going to be? 14 bucks. Nice. 4-2 four, four in uh, English parlance. Yeah. Okay. Pete, what's the score going to be? Uh, I think it would be something like 34-21 to the Bucks, and uh, we'll we're, we're win by a score in a bit, maybe. I think if we can put 34 on, that would be a fantastic. And that would get our um, top-scoring NFL crown back off of the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. How dare they try and score more points than us. Okay, good call. Mariana, what's your pick for the score? Yeah, I think it, I think another another high scoring, as you say, they're, they're a bit weak in their secondary, so I think uh, I think a bit closer than Pete. I think something more like thirty eight, thirty one. Oh, that's going to be a shootout. That'll keep us all awake at least, won't it? Yeah, that's, that's what we want, right? <laughs> I hope they don't score that many. The, the Saints, I, don't, I wouldn't like that. Well, my 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 prediction, I think I would probably go thirty five, twenty eight, and I think I'm going to go Bucks, um, but I think this one is on a razor's edge. Either way, as well as tomorrow night and tonight, there will be fireworks on Sunday night. I think we can all agree on that. So all that remains then is to thank Pete, Mariana and David. Thank Thanks you. Thanks everybody. Thank you. See you, see you on the you. forum for the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. thank you from me. And um, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>